0: Good morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Oni Pollock and I am your host here on Wednesdays from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern, right here at the Nahum Seagull Network. I'm like looking at my phone right now and I keep getting this call from Connecticut and I'm, I'm ignoring you. I'm sorry, telemarketer, but how's your uh, January been here, folks? How have the Uber pools been going for you lately? Have you noticed anything different from it? Have you been monitoring your finances via an Excel spreadsheet, like I've been telling you? How are those diets going? Those January, we're 23 days, 22 plus days into January. Have you been sticking to them? I know I have. Have you been sticking to them? All right, we got our New Year's resolutions. I think those were like the the few topics I've discussed over the last four, uh, what is it, probably three or two episodes in the month of January. I think one of them was an encore earlier. But I've got another opening for you this time. It's, it has nothing to do with those. I mean, sort of on the topic, I guess, of a New Year's resolution, so to speak, maybe. Um, you thought I was going to talk about weather, didn't you? You thought I was going to open up telling you how it felt like negative 10 degrees outside for much of Monday and, and you know a bit on Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Yesterday morning, you thought that's how to, what I was going to discuss. You thought I was going to bring up the fact that I accidentally at Trader Joe's on Thursday and I bought non-kosher chicken because it was in the same area as the kosher chicken. I just, you know, and it was the same white and green coverings. And instead of it saying Empire, it said something organic. And I just thought it was kosher and it wasn't. You thought that's what I was going to discuss. And when I came in yesterday morning that I was going to go to Trader Joe's and return it because I was told you're actually able to do that at Trader Joe's but it was so cold outside that the, the the theory going around my friends is that it must have been a pipe bursting at this new store on the Lower East Side, and that's why they were randomly closed Tuesday, so I couldn't do it. You thought that's what I was dis- going to discuss, but I'm not going to discuss whether It's cold. It's January. Like, What do you expect? You can't get upset. You can't be annoyed of things that are expected. So that's not what I'm going to discuss. Instead, I'm going to discuss something a bit different. And I said it had something to do with like January resolutions, New Year's resolutions. I want to talk a bit about appreciation. Yeah, it's a little bit weird for me to talk about, but a few things have been going through my head, I guess, over the last week in regards to appreciation, and I think it's a good time to discuss it. And I'm not telling you how to run and live your everyday life. Honestly, you do you. That's, that's a big motto of mine. You do you. I don't have to like you for you, but you do you. I can appreciate at least you being you, you being true to yourself. A few things happened over the last few weeks. Three things that I think all kind of link together with appreciation. One, on Thursday morning of last week, I do my show on Wednesday. On Thursday, I was talking to someone, and she dropped a little note in parentheses in this group and said, in parentheses, Yoni, my mom told me to tell you she likes your music selection and I know this mom actually is probably listening to the show, so I'm, I'm a little embarrassed by this in a way, but thank you mom, but I said you know, A, thank you very much, and tell her I really, really appreciate that it's these little small things you know, I don't know how many of you listen to my show, I, I, okay I could see that there's a number associated with it but I don't know the exact number, I don't know who frankly has just has it on and is not really listening to the words coming out of my mouth, and I guess and, in some ways I don't blame you. Um, but I I you know, and I and I do get those random emails here and there or random people on the street, you know, telling me, Oh, like great music, or, you know, that was funny what you spoke about earlier. I actually do. I get them on Facebook, I get them the email yoni I welcome them and, and and sometimes um they're sort of glossed over on the day to day basis, and sometimes I try to eternalize it and be like, Wow, like this person, you know, Went out of their way to send a 10-word a text message, a 10-word Facebook message, whatever it is. And I just wanted you to, at that moment, for whatever reason it was, I really appreciate it. I was like, thank you. Like, it means a lot that there are people out there that I'm, yeah, going about my 9-to-5 business every every day. But there's someone out there that appreciates what I'm making for you and putting out there for you. So I, I, I wanted to say to that mom, to those friends that that texted me, those people I've never met in my life, you know, thank you. I, I really, really do Appreciated, And those little things that you do, those little going out, five seconds sending a text, a voice note, whatever it is, I want you to know it is truly, truly appreciated. On that same note, I was reading an article actually yesterday morning about um, an unfortunate situation, this young woman golfer at Iowa State. I really should have looked up her name to uh, pronounce it correctly. Her first name was Celia. You could probably Google it. It was an unfortunate um, murder of hers that that made the news. Um, But the first literally two paragraphs of this article, I think it was two or so, went on to discuss the life she led and how her, her teammates and her roommates and her classmates all viewed her. And they said the amazing thing about her you know, wasn't necessarily her golf prowess, but it was the fact that she left little notes in everyone's backpacks and their notebooks randomly. You know, no one said, please leave this note. No one, you know, it was all just randomly out of the kindness of her heart, you know, she would leave a note in a friend that she saw down, say, you know, keep up the good work or keep smiling. Have a great day. You know, we always have your back. These small little Four-word, ten-word things. It took her maybe ten seconds, you know, to to write something on a piece of paper and and scratch it, you know, and and tear it up and put it into someone's notebook. Three seconds to send the voice note, whatever it is. But that's what stuck out among her friends. All these little notes of appreciation that she's there for you, that, you know, she likes you, that she's there to help. That's what stuck out to her, to her friends, to her family those little notes of appreciation that they could go a long way in someone's life and, you know, she does it to one person and now that one person takes it upon herself to make sure that her friends feel loved. And there's a ripple effect, a domino effect. These little, little seconds of kindness throughout the day that really could turn around someone's day. You know, I make sure, you know, the third thing, I make sure every morning I take a bus every morning. I take, the, you know, I take the train and usually to a bus here on the Lower East Side because yeah, I don't want to walk 12 minutes. I'm lazy. Unless I know I have a phone call to make, maybe I got to reach out to my parents, whatever it is. I take the bus. I make sure I enter through the first door every morning. Well, I guess you have to on a bus. I say good morning. Usually it's just good morning. You know, I say good morning. How are you? They say good. Good morning. You know, thank you. And sometimes it's a little bit longer conversation. Good. Yesterday I got on the bus or two days ago, I should say, on that freezing day, I get on the bus, he sees my Rockets, meter. oh, Rockets, you a Rockets fan, yeah, you know, thank you, how are you, I'm doing good, you warm, you know, good, I'm not a bus driver, I can't answer for them, but I can, I honestly believe that, that, you know, I, I get on the bus every morning, and I leave the bus every morning, and usually there's, you know, three to five people getting off with me, ten people, I am probably one of maybe two people that say good morning to the bus driver in the morning, I'm probably one of, three people that say you know goodbye thank you I'd have to assume that those people driving the bus is appreciated I have to assume you know and especially the one that that was you know conversing with me about the rockets I know it's the beginning of the route but I assume that, you know for the most part they're driving a bus you know they're going one way then the other way I don't know how many times they do it probably not speaking to many people you know they're not texting or hopefully they're not texting they're not on the phone whatever conversation they're having during the day is with, you know, the people on the bus, their customers that are just going on and off and usually not saying anything. But sometimes I have to assume, you know, my good mornings, my thank yous probably go a long way for some of them. And that could be just being, you know, in my head, that could be me just trying to to toot my own horn. I'm really not, you know, it was the way I grew up to say thank you, to say good morning. It goes a long way, maybe not to every bus driver, but to one bus driver. It, it costs me nothing to to, to to blurt out those two words, to blurt out the thank you. It costs me nothing. I could probably live my life the exact same way by not saying good morning and thank you. But I promise you to maybe one bus driver a week, maybe all five bus drivers in the week, it, it does something for them. So I'm not here to tell you to say good morning to your bus driver, to say thank you to your bus driver. I'm just here to tell you that there are people that appreciate the small things in life. It's the Yoni, great music, you know, the good mornings on the subway, the little notes that Celia, the golfer in Iowa State, who was unfortunately tragically taken from this world. Those little moments of appreciation, those little tokens of appreciation, those little notes of appreciation, they are appreciated by someone. It might not be you, but it might be a friend by a family member takes 10 seconds out of your day but to be appreciative could go a long long way. So that's my morning intro for you. A little uh different note than the uh say on a different note than the, you know the Uber pools complaints. complaints and the new year's resolutions of dieting and and financing. Laying your finances down on an Excel spreadsheet. But I, I I thought it important. I think it flows with the month of January with the resolution idea. So hope you enjoyed it. Let's talk about what's going to be on this show for the next 110 minutes or so. Joanna Shepson joins the program at 10 a.m. She'll speak to Noam Bedian from the Dead Sea Revival Project. They deal with uh, boat excursions on the Dead Sea. That'll be 10 a.m. or so. A lot of you may be listening from Israel, from Florida. Not in New York for your vacation. If you are in Israel, then you'll want to listen to this. And, hey, maybe you have time to do something and you'll want to contact them. That'll be, again, at 10 a.m. Eastern. But we'll have plenty of music throughout the show. The segment that has no name is determined already. It will not happen this week. And a disclaimer for next week's show. You know we're headed to Atlanta next week. Monday through Wednesday, you'll hear all the jam and the ams, all the programming coming from Atlanta. So it's possible that next week's show is not 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern. I'll, I'd say it's unlikely. You know, Now that we are our own independent network, we're able to do what we want. If that means I get bumped 30 minutes, I get bumped 30 minutes. If that means I get bumped an hour, I get bumped an hour. So it, there's a good chance that next week I am not live. I'd say there's a 100% chance. There, I, I'm going to be recorded at some point, whether I do it on Tuesday evening beforehand where I know I have a better idea of how much time Wednesday's JM and AM will go or maybe... You know, I say, you know what, just play an encore, play an hour encore. I don't have time to do it. It's possible. I don't know. So next week is, is is more TBD. But for this week, we're live, we're here, and we start things off with one thing and one thing only on a Wednesday. And this week's Bite Size right here at the Nachum Signal Network.
1: Shamati she rosim po Messi ba'beil adai. Afkad lo roset, zay yoter tov mi'meni. Hey, nasiim et atzarot me'achoray. Alol echad she kulchem adchnunim. Hey, shamati she itchal dem be'ladai. Afkad lo roset, zay mi'meni. Hey, arosh kamar mis-tov ve-kula be Tear it up, tear it up, tear it up, tear I'm no. For us, we're going to get a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit Ich oh, bin ich oh. bin ein bisschen ein bisschen ich ich O isem itzvo achats kitano bishimko Yagagolo mítzvo gadoil ameir isho inno O isem itzvo achats kitano bishimko Yagagolo Moi Azuz mitzvo hagedar lameir isho inno O isem itzvo achats kitano It's war. Zohiche, zohiche, let's go in So I'm What will year? to I know that there is a God, and He is above all. The power of all, that overcomes all. I am confident, I am blessed. I know that there is a God, and He is above all. The power of all, He sends me you're ben Adam yeshti sib kol hazman lo lifkot kol etova asum lehalit ya'esh rak tifshich levakesh tishmor tishmor ben Adam יש ניסים כל הזמן, לא את הכל לטובה עשום לך להתייאש, רק תמשיך לבטש תשמור, תשמור את התקווה אני מאמין, היא בניסים אני יודע שיש אלוהים והוא בורא עולם. הכוח של שומע את כולי i She is a loking, the who boyola, a coarse coolant, chummea, it's curly, it's curly, anima, I'm she is a loking, a coarse coolant, it's lagly, it's lagly, it's lagly, it's I have and i ya what I'm what I'm a you man, not I'm do not going to be able i I need to
2: I am a man who is se man who is a
1: man who is a ya Israel. choumelé beita sebracham koulanu ya khat khat shifte isra'el isra'el pa kuda ra ya khat isra'el shavam tot isra'el ya khat Yeah,
0: Yahad by Barry Weber there. Great, great song, really. Whew. Keeps to that upbeat music we like here on Bite Size. Top of hour number two, and it's time for Joanna Shepson's interview with Noam Bedin from the Dead Sea Revival Project right here, right now on Bite Size at the Nahum Single Network.
3: Thank you, Yoni. So today I'd like to introduce you all to Noam Bedin, who comes from the Dead Sea Revival Project. Hi, Noam, how are you?
4: Hi, great. How are you doing, Joanna?
3: Great. So tell us a little bit. No, let me tell the, the listeners that Noam's pictures on Facebook and Instagram have become so popular, beautiful pictures of the Dead Sea salt formations, and he's even created a, a new tourist attraction. So tell us a little bit about your boat excursions.
4: Uh, I, think, I mean, overall, I uh, built a nonprofit called the Dead Sea Revival Project, which is uh, the aim and goal is to build up educational and advocacy tools of showing this world wonder, Israel's world wonder, like I've never seen before. And one of our tasks we actually have is taking out uh, delegations on a boat and exploring these exotic salt beaches that are uncovered outside the water only in previous weeks or months.
3: And what's the st- I assume it's not so simple to just take a boat out onto the Dead Sea. What's the story
4: behind the boat? Of course. Well, First of all, there's only one boat today that actually we can actually take out to explore uh, the Dead Sea's the shores. It's a huge uh, it's a huge logistic operation. Um, we're talking about taking out the boats uh, with a tractor, and then the participants they have to go in jeep all the way down to the shore. Basically, the entire northern part of the Dead Sea is closed off almost. All these beautiful beaches have, have been closed down. If it's Mineral Beach, the Engebi Beach, there's only two small resorts in the northern part of the Dead Sea, all the way in the south of the northern part of the, of the Dead Sea, uh, Engebi, the spa area. From that point on, everything else is closed off. So the only way today to explore this, the lowest place on earth, what so called, is only taking out on these boats and going onto these shores that no man, no man has ever seen this before. Uh, and that's basically the. The, the the uniqueness of this ride,
3: and how many people can sit on the boat, and what ages?
4: So this boat, we have up to twelve people can actually go on, onto this boat. So the, you know, the experience overall is a very personal and intimate experience because it's a very small, it's a it's limited uh, space. At the same time, uh, for larger groups, we bring up we bring out double kayaks with a professional uh, trainer, uh, so it could, people could have a joint kind of uh, experience. Of having double kayaks along with a boat uh, going on the Dead Sea, being the only ones uh, doing it so far.
3: Fantastic! So I follow your pictures. Tell me a little bit about your history. Uh, are you? Would you call yourself a photojournalist?
4: Yeah. Well, this is my background. I'm a photojournalist and international speaker. Uh, for the past over a decade, I've been exploring Israel, the different Israel's challenges, and trying through the eye of the camera, uh, creating uh, awareness. Uh, my background is more. Uh, Being a war photographer, actually, on the Gaza border, I run the Starot Media Center. And for years, I've been chasing rockets and documenting the human drama, things that I did not really choose to be doing, but I took it upon myself by living over there to try speaking up and presenting uh, this side of a story that has not been too much covered in the news media. So very fast from from, uh, uh, human drama to the environmental drama, that became basically my story. You know, I went to explore the Dead Sea for the first time on this uh, one-of-a-kind boat. My eyes were opened up completely. I never experienced, as a born-raised Israeli, I've never uh, thought I'll be seeing the Dead Sea in that kind of way. At the same time, uh, the second time I did this boat excursion it was like five months after my first time. I brought my parents and uh, I had a guest coming from Denmark and we went on this boat, I did not even recognize the places we've been to because everything has dramatically changed. And it's not to actually hit me personally, uh, seeing with my own eyes the dramatic changes of this place, seeing how we're losing it so fast, I decided basically to take in upon myself this cause and to keep on presenting and documenting and sharing with people around the world. One hand, the environmental drama, but also showing the beauty and magic of this world wonder, uh, seeing it from up close. And this is what I've been doing for the past two and a half years.
3: Wow. I, I, when I see your pictures, it reminds me kind of of like stalactites and stalagmites because sometimes you'll show something underwater and a few weeks later you'll be back out and see show that it's come out from and broken through the, the water level. Um, exactly. And also I think it's important to let people know that these boat tours happen uh, at certain times of the year. Um, obviously, the weather has to be good for them to happen, and it's it's like a bucket list item. This is something that you want to say you've gone out onto the Dead Sea on a boat, the only boat on the Dead Sea, and this is a really special trip. But if people want to hear your story or hear more about what's going on with the Dead Sea, you can also come to them, right, in Jerusalem or in the Dead Sea hotels. Touring. What do you do? What kind of presentation do you do?
4: Well, because I've, I've been recognized by National Geographic uh, and CNN VR uh, with my documentation, I have a lot of content I've gained in the past two and a half years. I mainly speak uh, abroad. I speak a lot on college campuses, presenting this side of the story. But here in Israel, I go either to the hotel district uh, in, in Bukek in southern part of the Dead Sea. I mean, there's not much content happening today in the Dead Sea area except floating and putting, you know, a uh, mud uh, mud mask. Right. Um, and this is the content I'm trying to provide people. There's so much to learn about the Dead Sea. The fact that it's the lowest place on earth, uh, and it's providing up to 25% of the world's agriculture. Uh, up to 1 billion people around the world are dependent for, by food because of the minerals of the Dead Sea. The whole Middle East politics about the Dead Sea itself, I mean, the project today to save the Dead Sea is the biggest project today in the world for desalinating water, which is, I mean, it sounds very dramatic, but the more we get into the whole story of the Dead Sea, the more you think about it, it's literally bringing humanity one step closer uh, of transforming the salty oceans into fresh water for nations and countries around the world, to to that extent. So dealing with this project is a fascinating topic on its own, and I bring my documentation of showing uh, this pure magic from up close What I do have to share with people, which is a -a first-of-a-kind documentation, is a two-year time-lapse. I show people, also on the boat ride itself, but also when I go on presentations, I show people the differences, all the changes happening in two years, and then it really hits you hard of, of explaining how up to 600 Olympic pools are emptied every single day in the Dead Sea. Oh my so, every time you go back to the Dead Sea, it is a different place. And that's why, for me, as a photojournalist, it's a fascinating topic because it's new every time you go onto this boat.
3: Fantastic. So, basically, do you see the shorelines receding dramatically every time?
4: For sure. Yeah, every yeah. single time you go back, we see there's something new, especially during the summertime, which is a much higher. Uh, because it's very hot in that area, we have a uh, higher uh, rate of uh, evaporation. Right. And again, an effect for people to understand and to know that uh, this ride is happening 45 to 50 minutes drive from Jerusalem is something amazing to take into account. And even those people that have been to Israel before, been to the Dead Sea. I guarantee you'll be seeing a whole new kind of a side uh, of this place. Like I said, like never seen before, and it's a guarantee experience.
3: So I've heard a lot of that from my Fun in Jerusalem readers who have emailed me afterwards saying, thank you so much for introducing us to Noam. It was the most incredible trip. And it's really great for all ages, you know, grandparents, parents, kids, ages four and up. And uh, for any listeners out there who want to make a reservation, you can send an email to deadsea at funinjerusalem.com. Um, just tell us before we end, like what happens to the actual boat itself? How does the boat manage to be around all those minerals and not be corroded?
4: Well, that's exactly that's why it's a whole logistic operation because the boat, of course, does not dock in the sea or on the shore. We have to take it out back to the kibbutz and clean it off. And that's why it's it's a huge operation. Right, uh, of course, uh, the salinity of the water is over thirty five percent. Uh, and therefore, you cannot leave anything in the water itself. Uh, and we have to clean the engine, the whole boats. Like we said, it's a, it's a whole Incredible. operation just taking out this one boat over the Dead Sea. That's so, I, I recommend,
3: is. definitely recommend to everyone to be in touch with you. And you can also help arrange them rides from Jerusalem to down to the Dead Sea area. and uh, Or invite Noam to your communities around the world to come and to speak. And uh, also to your hotels and in your special events in Israel itself. And thank you so much, Noam. We look forward to following you. Uh, tell everyone my your Instagram because I love following you on Instagram. What's well, it's as simple as that.
4: Uh, you can look for my name, Noam Bedina, Dead Sea, and you'll see Fantastic. it up there. And that's uh, right. over 650 photographs of, uh, of showing this place. And I, I post every single day a new photograph just so for people to keep on seeing this repetition. Of uh, this uh, this this world wonder, it's truly one
3: of the prettiest Instagram pages that I follow. I love it. So Great. thank you so much. And my pleasure. Now, and we look forward to uh, I look forward to taking my kids on the boat ride too.
4: Yeah, you're very much welcome anytime.
3: <laughs> Wonderful. And, and now back to you, Yoni.
0: Thank you, Joanna, and thank you, Noam Bedin from the Dead Sea Revival Project. Funinjerusalem.com, Fun in Jerusalem dot com, FuninJerusalem on Facebook or Instagram to find everything that Joanna does in Jerusalem, in Israel, all these cool different activities. You're still on Yeshiva Break. You have friends, family on Yeshiva Break, and you know they're looking for something to do. Send them her contact info, Joanna at in Still plenty of time for her to hook your friends, family, siblings up, whatever it is, for some cool activities in Jerusalem or in the land of Israel. We have plenty of music here coming up. Again, the segment that has no name with Miriam el Wallach will not take place this week. But the live lunch with Avrami is scheduled for 11 a.m. Eastern. So we'll have plenty of music here now. You saw, you heard, actually, we added Yaha to the first set. And you know that I pre-recorded a lot of my music. I, I, I pre-put it into a playlist. It makes my Wednesday a lot more easier. allows me to do more during the show. Here's another song we've been playing a lot more recently on Bite Size. Hope you enjoy it. Maha Bracha from Shemuli Unger right here on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network.
1: Só team boi reminis a handleme.
5: He will werd'n Sie. Jeder einer will schon It will only happen when we all get along. Everyone waiting for, what she prayed for, but she left for one another. Everyone in
1: Mashi m'sodah, al menas bel pras. Al tiyu kein yavodi, mashi bel pras. bel pras. bel pras. I'll you vodi, mama i mama i you mama
5: I
2: kolas man le aspik kol ki a de nase smokhalabura kol yahul om aba derakh la voda ata tsolakh el afgisha wa ola marjis גם גם אם אתה קצת מתוסכל ונראה לך שזהו המזל תח בשם ותאמין בו אספסיטו כח את החיים שלך ב אספסיטו כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא קרידו, בכל הקבא זה טוב, אתה אמין בו דספסיטו, תלך את החיים שלך ודספסיטו כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא קרידו, בכל הקבא זה טוב, אתה אמין בו ואז כי פעם תראה שלעבוד (hourlys) בלחצים אפשר ללמוד הכל יהיה פשוט מאוד, אחרת איך אפשר לשרוד את החיים שלך תתחיל לקחת בקלות דוד מה זה כספח בלי יושר אין לו משמעות עצור לחשוב לפני שתאחר את הרקלת הילדים גודדים ומה נשארה כאן מזכרת תגיד להם איזו מילה טובה ותחבק יש רגעים שבשבילם תתנתק ניסית, ניסית, שלא עשית ואת הכל רצית, בנית, בנית ומה שלא ראית, כשהזמן עובר כאן ולא יחסר שוב לאחור לחייך אם אתה מרגיש שאתה כל הזמן רוצה Le a time is <laughs> right. disco Despacito, Despacito, y time is right. Despacito, the time Despacito, time Despacito, the time is right. Despacito,
6: El no es
2: maul. Trabotava na mazabdere. Ba anihole
6: y me roshele mala kolejadube no ba shel mel. Kakha ya ve kakha ze gam al yehudim nishma boeret. Bechol makom
1: uvechol ret loret sehi ya chere. Yehudi ani, zeh ma shehu Abraham, itchad bi Yakov, <laughs> minei Esaraf, kara
0: here on Bite Size to wrap things up. That was Up by Yoni Z. I told you, trying to add a little more different, more music, but still the upbeat stuff that you're used to. So I hope you are enjoying some of the newer selections out there. All right, no segment that has no name today. That was determined earlier on in the show. No segment that has no name today. But I could tell you this, that A, you want to stick it here with the Malcolm Siegel Network over the next... uh, I mean, forever, but definitely next week. We will be broadcasting from Atlanta, three shows. Um, My After Further Review will probably be live from there. Uh, But bite-size, this show, next week, unclear how it's going to work out because it's a crazy, crazy schedule. We're going to be broadcasting Jam and we're going to be filming the Kosher Halftime Show, which you can listen to during halftime of that big game the following Sunday. Um, so unclear what's going to happen with this show next week, but you're going to hear from me either in a encore or as a recorded show from that week from Atlanta. So stay tuned to that. But I could tell you this. I could tell you this. Coming up in just a few seconds is Wednesday's live lunch with Avrami Fingleston Guys, please, please, guys and gals, please send him your birthday wishes. It was his birthday this past Shabbos, I believe, and... uh Pepper him with love, right? Show him your appreciation, how I started this week's show. Show him your appreciation for all he does at the network because everything you do, you think he does for the network, he does more. I promise you. I promise you that he is there for everyone here at this network and and uh, really, really an, an integral part of everything we do here. So shower him with love. Happy birthday. Thank him for everything he does for us. And Avrami, uh, this is me thanking you because I know that you're going to take care of this show during your show phenomenal everything you do it is really appreciated by me and everyone at the network so happy birthday Avrami Avrami's live lunch coming up in just a few seconds thank you all for tuning in for the last two hours here with me my name is Joni Pollock. wishing you all a good day wishing Avrami a very happy birthday and reminding you that the bite size is always 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 the right size